Okay. So, bonus round, bonus material time. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a billion different themes in the world. Uh, it seems like a lot of them get hit more than others with trading in the Mediterranean or, or the, you know, generic fantasy uh, is a big one. Right now, zombies was a big one for a long time. But what are what are some of the themes that you love and some themes you would just really enjoy seeing more games have? Um, that's an interesting question. Let's see. Let's see. Well, here's the first thing. Um, I'm not – I have no zombie fatigue. I don't and either. I have no trading in the Mediterranean fatigue. I love these. Um, you know, the reasons they're popular is because they're really good. They just work. Um, so gosh, what doesn't exist that I would like to see more of? Well, I mean, I was a video game designer for 20 years and I keep waiting for the perfect video. I mean, I know the perfect video game themed board game is coming. So that's a particular interest to me. Um, one thing that is interesting to me, I mean, I love historical themes. It's probably my favorite. I, I, you know, any kind of history, whether it's antiquities or Renaissance or medieval or whatever, I generally find myself gravitating to historical simulations more than future science fiction stuff. And um, so, you know, I have to ask, well, okay, what kind of history do I want to see more of? Man, it feels like everything is pretty well covered. Any, any um, you know, history genre you'd want to think of is, is out there in some form. So what my mind immediately goes to is what about alternate history? Um, you know, like a, a perfect example. Well, no, no. I was going to say a perfect example of that would be Scythe. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Everybody's loving that. Hey, it's an alternate history of, of Europe, um, but it's not really because there is no alternate history where gigantic 20-story mechs are walking around in the 1910s. That is not alternate history. But what would be alternate history – I mean I know this would be of huge interest to my wife. Um, you know, the Mongol horde was spreading west and was poised to take over all of Europe. And pretty much just literally take over the known world, you know, the entire of the world. And at the last minute, I guess the Khan died. And so everybody had to get sent back home. And, you know, so they could elect a new Khan. And that killed their momentum. And all of Europe was saved and was able to continue to evolve as it did. If that one little twerk, you know, twist of fate had never happened, the world as we know it today would be radically different. Um, and what would that world look like? How about a game that um, you know examines that instead of yet another game that examines another Mad Max inspired post apocalypse scenario, or, or James Cameron's Aliens inspired science fiction horror setting? How about or some kind of steampunk alternate setting, i.e., side? How about something that takes a real hard look at some major turning point in history, and if we had zigged instead of zagged, that would be awesome. Um, you know, I mean, there's that, that, that show on, uh, Amazon prime, um, high castle, okay. which is about what if Nazi Germany had actually won yeah. world war two, I'd play a board game set in that world. Yeah. I'd play a dozen board games set in that world. Um, you know, trying to deal with resistance inside that world or try to deal with, uh, maintaining that world, try to deal with coming to terms with the horrible things that, you know, heck cast me in the role of Germany as the victor. And, um, you know, trying to make right what we had done because we would have done some terrible things. That's an interesting topic. Um, alt history, I think, would be something that's really, really cool. I don't know how popular it would be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I also love, you know, it's interesting. Um, last year, what was it? Mombasa came out. 
And, you know, it was, it's a pretty by-the-numbers, uh, you know, economic simulation of the subjugation and exploitation of Africa by European colonial powers. And, you know, the, in the rule book, they talked about, you know, in the very, very first chapter, the rule book, you know, the very front saying, look, this was a terrible time. Terrible stuff was done. We're not going to model any of that in this game. But here's some reading, if you'd like to do. Um, I respect that, and I think that good on them for doing it. But... I would love, um, I would love to see the sequel to Mombasa show me the other side of that. Instead of, you know, the white, Western, Eurocentric side of that, show me the economic simulation of the people being subjugated. That would make for an interesting game. And I, I would, I imagine, a whole wealth of problems that I would have to solve as a game player to be able to succeed in that circumstance, um, while at the same time, allowing me to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. I would love to see something like that. I would love to see the sequel to Mombasa be, just flip that coin. Um, you know, because everybody who loved Mombasa, oh my God, there's a Mombasa too? I got to buy it. Oh my God. <laughs> Surprise. Is this what I was doing in Mombasa 1? Right. I mean, think, I mean, that, that's an amazing opportunity uh, that board games have because, you know, uh, there's a, what's it, Endeavor is a game that was published a few years ago by Z-Man. Unfortunately, it's out of print now. I don't know if they'll ever print it again. But it's another one of these, you know, civilization, you know, era of colonization games. And that game lets you go into slavery. It, you know, it's an option. It's a strategic option you can do because, as it turns out, it's very economically viable to do that, to get free labor um, in that way. And, you know, it lets you make that choice. And as the game evolves, as you play, what happens is if I do it and I'm getting a big, you know, that's giving me a big boost, you then suddenly get a very tough moral decision. Maybe I should do it too because I'm going to lose if I don't. Um, you know, and I love that uh, Endeavor actually doesn't shy away from the bad parts. It still makes a fun game. It's engaging and you know, colorful and all that. But it lets you walk a mile in the boots of slaveholders. And it... I'm not, you know, it doesn't justify it. it you know, it, it, um, you know it, it doesn't say it's the right thing to do, but it does give you, I think, an educational experience of this is how this kind of thing can happen. This is how man's inhumanity to man can come about, because if it's happening on the other side of the world, hey, it's just a ledger to me. It's just a spreadsheet. And that's what a good economic euro simulation is. Um, and then, you know, the brilliant thing about uh, Endeavor is. You know, if you decide no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the right way. You can actually then become a player who actually champions abolition. Um, you know, and, and trying to bring about the end of the slave trade. And if you can pull that off, suddenly the players who were involved in it they suffer a huge setback, and that could be a winning strategy for you. And then what can happen is, and this is the most amazing thing about that game is, okay, I went into slavery early because that's how the cards fell. I was working. I was like, okay, it's you know dirty business, but I gotta do it. You then start actually trying to abolish slavery. I then have to take steps to prevent that from happening. That, the first time that happened to me, I'm like, okay, this is, uh, this is atrocious. But I can see how some white landowner back in England can say, well, I can't let this happen because of my bottom line, my victory points in real world terms. And I have to fight against this. You know, it's easy for us to say, how could anybody be against the abolition of slavery unless they're straight up racist? No, you don't have to be racist. There could be other reasons you're doing it. And, you know, a game like Endeavor lets you do that. So I would love board games. That's what I want to see more of. And I think that's kind of a natural maturing um, thing that we're, we're going to move forward. I mean, you've got, um, what do you call it? Uh, Freedom. Freedom of the Underground Railroad, yeah. which is a beautiful game. Although 
I talked about this when I did my run through for it. I mean, it, it works really, really well, but it takes kind of the easy way out by casting you in the role of the noble and selfless, um, you know, people working the Underground Railroad trying to save lots of lives. That's great. It's a, it's a wonderful educational tool. It should be played in classrooms. But I can imagine another version of the game, a sequel to that game that puts me in the role of the Southern Plantation owner and, you know, demonstrates how, you know, there, there's, I mean, I'm not going to design that game right now. And I appreciate that that would be a touchy, tricky subject matter to handle. I mean, Endeavor, I think, largely got away with it because nobody actually played the thing. And Mombasa got really raked over the coals by not addressing this sort of stuff. And I know a lot of people, my wife included, they don't want to have to deal with this stuff. They just want to have fun playing games. But for me, you ask me what I want to see in games in terms of theme. I want to see things that make me think not only about the strategy and the tactics, but about the implication of the choices I'm making in real-world terms. Absolutely. No, I think there's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot left to be explored there. You know, game designers... Uh, and I think now with more games coming out, more game designers being in the industry, we're going to see more games that kind of push the envelope a little bit, and especially with Kickstarter, because you're not going to, you're probably not going to get published through a normal F- Fantasy Flight is not <laughs> going to publish uh, <laughs> those yeah, types yeah, of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But with Kickstarter, all of a sudden you have an opportunity where this is now viable, where this can actually come go to print and and people can actually play it. So I think we'll see more and more as as time goes by for sure. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I really, really appreciate your time, Rado. Um, you know, we, we had to kind of uh, figure out the time difference with you being on the other side of the world and all that, but I really appreciate you, you spending some time and just talking about uh, your thoughts, your ideas, your insight and perspective, and, and love to have you back on another show sometime soon. Cool. I had a great time. Cool, man. Well, have a good one, and I will talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. See you.